News Channel 5 sports reporter. Happy to have her on. And, and Cameron, before we start, I, I just got to go ahead and say, I, I know it was a big day for you a couple days ago. I know we're a little bit late here, but happy birthday. Appreciate you coming on. There we go. We had to do it right. We had to do it right. We had what to do a celebration. It. I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. We we had to do it, Cameron. We had to do it. We love it. We love having you here on the show. Uh, joining me on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Now, Cameron, we got into an interesting debate la- last segment between uh, Earl and myself here. And, um, you know, I-, I wanted to bring it up with you. Because, you know, obviously people have been, you know, tying the Browns to Will Fuller. You know, you've got other veteran options on the wide receiver market right now, whether it be Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, among others. But at the same time, you have some really intriguing young players. Obviously, Michael Woods was selected later on in the draft as well. But you also have Isaiah Weston, who was the undrafted free agent that's really kind of garnering a lot of uh, intrigue from, you know, uh, obviously, you know, the media as well as, you know, coaching staff as well. So if, if you were Andrew Barry and, and you're looking at the wide receiver room, would you rather use a roster spot on one of the veterans like a Julio Jones, or would you rather, you know, save that roster spot for one of the young players like Isaiah Weston, who might not necessarily make it back to your practice squad and could get uh, snatched up by one of these other teams on waivers? Well, I think if I'm Andrew Barry, I'm considering the roster spot, I'm considering the talent, but I'm also considering the money, right? It's been spending a lot of money. <laughs> We've got <laughs> contract extensions left and right, bring in a new quarterback, uh, being invested in, in this roster. And so at some point, I think maybe you get a little conservative with, with where you're spending. And, and if the money is right for a veteran wide receiver that's still on the market, I think Andrew Barry absolutely makes that call because – It'd be crazy not to, but when you're looking at this roster and you're looking at some of these young guys, you're, you're right. The talent is there. I think they have a lot to look forward to, and I think if the money's not right with a veteran, they 100% are confident in some of these guys. You, you look at them already. It's OTAs. It's early, but some of them are looking really good, and and you've got, you got you added some big bodies, bigger bodies uh, in in some of these rookies, and maybe they take this this leap. Maybe they provide what some of the rookies from last year weren't able to, to do. They weren't able to make that jump. And maybe some of these second-year guys take that leap. Super. You've got Donovan Peoples-Jones, who you hope he's got all the talent in the world. He's been making strides, and you hope this is like a big, big year for him to, to bounce up with. And then you've got some of these young guys, and I think that's, that's really big. Plus, You've locked in your tight end, so there, there's some receiving there. You've, right now, you've locked in some some running backs. So I think the offense is, is in a good spot right now. Um, and so if the money – I think money talks the most. <laughs> they've got the talent. They've got these guys. Weston is looking very good. Michael Woods also same. And they, I mean, and, and then you've got – I failed to mention David Bell, who arguably could have a very standout – rookie season he's looked phenomenal again it's early but he looked really good so I think I think they're in a good spot in the wide receiver room but it doesn't hurt to add veteran help uh if if it makes sense for for money well and Cameron I also wanted to because we were talking about the offense as well and I think that the the benefit that the Browns have been trying to do despite being obviously known as a running team they also haven't overused any of their guys and obviously they Brought back to Ernest Johnson on that uh, tender, uh, but were able to bring him down to, uh, I think, about $900,000 guaranteed. 
So for Dearness Johnson, you have Dearness Johnson on the roster. You have Kareem Hunt. Obviously, Nick Chubb is extended. And then you also selected Jerome Ford, have Demetric Felton as well. I think that it's the importance of the running back room, but they're also able to keep the touches down for a lot of these players that really helps them, you know, utilize that running back position, despite the fact that, you know, what some people might tell you where the running back position might not matter, they're able to extend the the value of these guys. You're right, and, and that's the that's the beauty of having such depth. And and to be able Kevin Stefanski talked about it when he first got here. Uh, one of his goals for the offense was being able to marry the, the run and the pass game. And, you know, he's, he, I think he's balanced it out well enough that you can, you're conserving some of these, these guys on the field, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Last season, I think a lot of people wanted to see more of them, maybe together at the same time. Um, but last season was also – it was a weird one. And the year before with, with COVID, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a, a weird one for sure with um, injuries. And then when someone's, when someone's hurt, the other one's hurt. And someone's got COVID, the other one has COVID. And so it's not maybe been exactly what we – have been looking for. I think this year you've, you've locked all these guys down. They're in, they're here, they're coming back. Maybe seeing more uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the field at the same time. Maybe getting that, them a little bit more usage. But it doesn't hurt at, in any regard to, to not use them as much as, you know, some other teams rely on their running backs because you're right, it's a, it's a tough position and it's one that doesn't last very long. Your peak is your peak and the wear and tear on the final running back is, is real. And I think the way to be able to utilize the depth and, and share the ball between not only the backs, but the receivers has really helped extend the shelf life of, of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and help bring the guys underneath them up and have players like Dearness Johnson who have standout games and look phenomenal and, and great storylines, but also really, really cool to see you know, a player like that develop underneath it. And they've got one of the best doing it, helping them out in Stump Mitchell. He's back this year. So, you know, I think I think the running game is going to look pretty solid as with, with the way they're going to be able to balance it out and the way they're going to be able to utilize both of them plus the young guys, both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and the young guys at the same time on the field. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to look a lot different than we saw last year uh, in, in a good way. Now, Cameron, with that being said, Kareem Hunt is in the last year of his deal. They just selected Jerome Ford, and, you know, the the pro comparison that I saw a few times, at least, when it came to Ford was, you know, a, a was a, a lesser uh, Kareem Hunt. And so, with that being said, do you think that there's a possibility that we could possibly see a move with Kareem Hunt where, you know, maybe during training camp or, hell, even during the season where, you know, you could see him getting getting moved before uh, before the end of the season? Yeah, you know, that wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me just because of the moves they've made around the roster, right, bringing in Jerome Ford, the depth they have uh, in the running backs room, bringing back Dearness Johnson for another year. Uh, so they have the capability to do that. I wouldn't be surprised by it. But, again, Kareem Hunt is a very good player, so it's not as if they're – you know, just looking to dish him out because they don't want him anymore. They, they, <laughs> they value him and they know what he brings to the table and what he's able to bring that one-two punch with Nick Chubb. But I think that because of the way the roster set up, the way they've been able to approach the running backs room and, and get these guys in here, create that depth. And yeah, Jerome Ford, he's a, he's 
he's young, he's a rookie, we don't really know what he's going to be able to provide, but looks like he's got a pretty good feeling. So I think that pretty much it's the NFL, it's the nature of the league. You're kind of, unless you're locked in for a five-year guaranteed contract with multiple hundred millions of dollars, you're probably not going, in, like, you have a chance to go somewhere. <laughs> that's, that's just how this kind of works. And so, yeah, I mean, would it shock me to see him move? No. Um, do I think it's top of mind? They're not looking to ship him. Um, but I think that he could be a valuable piece for the Browns uh, in some kind of deal. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if he did move. But I don't think it would be – it wouldn't be an easy decision for them. It wouldn't be something they're looking to do. They do really like Kareem Hunt and, and what he's been able to bring to the team. Now, you know, throughout this offseason, it's been a, a different one for Browns fans. Obviously, you know, you didn't have the first-round pick because of the Deshaun Watson trade. But – you know, we've been talking about, you know, not just drafting for here and now and not having to rely on some of these rookies, but having these guys that are able to kind of develop. What have you been able to kind of see and gather from what the coaches have been saying? You know, whether it be, you know, Martin Emerson, especially, and even somebody like an Alex Wright. Yeah, I actually, I, I asked about the development um, in, in these guys. And because I, I was curious, you know, you, you lock down veterans, you bring, you bring back guys like Jadavion Clowney. How does that affect? developing Alex Wright and, and Joe Wood said you know it's really big it's a, it's a big part of it when you've got guys veterans back that can not only help move these guys but kind of allow the coaches to take a little focus you know Jadavion, Miles Garrett they know what they're doing <laughs> they, you, know, you, you can coach them you can coach them up but they know what they're doing so I think it allows uh, you know coaches coordinators to be able to spend a little extra time and it takes the pressure off uh, you know you're not making them get out there as a starter, you know, barring any craziness uh, and, or, you know, unforeseen injuries or anything like that, you're not throwing them out uh, to the fire. Uh, and, and I think that's a really good thing because it helps them develop. It gives them time. You put them in the rotation. It takes a little pressure off. You saw last year there was not a lot of opportunities for that for a lot of positions where a lot of guys were out there, you know, just thrown into the thick of it and, you better figure it out. Like, like James Hudson, you didn't have a lot of options because, you know, you windle through, whittle through the depth and, and then guess what? Now you're a starter. And so I feel like that that's not what you want. And so to have guys like today, and Connie back with Alex, Wright, So have so many, have a deep corner room and, and be able to develop Emerson. I think that's a really big thing. And I think that's going to be crucial for the Browns to develop the next couple of years. Being able to have that depth now, and no matter what happens after after Clowney's one year, if he comes back, he comes back, and he's gone, he's gone. Uh, but then you have this year to develop uh, guys on, on the outside, these, these rookies. You've got time to develop Emerson, right? And, and I think that's really big, and it sets your organization up for success in the long term when you're able to keep that rotation going. And I think that's what might happen, you know, if they don't, if they don't steal Kareem Hunt and, and Jerome Ford is, you know, a, a replica of him, that can help develop him too. And then, then you've got that figured out for, for next year and you just keep that talent going. So I think they realize the importance of that uh, and developing these guys and not putting too much pressure on it because it's never good to throw them out into the fire unless your name is Kate York and then guess what? You're <laughs> out there and you've got to figure it out. Cameron Justice, sports reporter, News Channel 5, joining me on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Now, Cameron, there's been a lot of questions regarding the the defense uh, this offseason. Obviously, the questions with the defensive tackles, but 
you know, Miles Garrett taking most of the crew. At least I know that he had mentioned, you know, some some uh, issues with the defensive backs apparently. But taking the guys down to South Beach, you know, what what have your thoughts been on the defense and especially, you know, the guys now uh, on the defensive side being able to kind of take that team bonding trip down to South Beach? I think it's really good for them. I think it's big. Um, you know, the off-field stuff is really important, creating that bond. Um Getting that chemistry going early is always a good thing. And and I think the big thing, too, to watch for, it's, it's great that, you know, most of the offense went to the Bahamas and now most of the defense is, is down in Miami and getting that bonding in. But I think the bigger thing to look for is to see the intersection of these two because that was the real big issue last year. And, and I think John Johnson was the one who touched on it Uh there wasn't a lot of communication between the offense and the defense, very separate. Uh, and that's what I'm looking forward to most. This is always good. It's always good to get that team chemistry, and I'm here for it. And I'm, I'm, Any kind of off-season workouts is always good because you're getting you those reps early and often, and you know, you're getting in shape, but you're also getting to know your guys. Uh, and, and the defense, though, has not really had an issue with uh, chemistry. <laughs> They've gotten along pretty well. <laughs> Even last year, they, they – are very much a, a good vibe in that from across the across the board, the line, the defensive backs, everybody kind of just they get along, and and so this is good. But I am more looking forward to the interactions in OTAs as they progress through the summer through training camp, seeing if they make trips and and do things off the field that incorporate the offense and the defense and get them on the same page because that's what I think was lacking last year and I think that's where the chemistry really really needs some work is is blending all of the all three phases of the ball even the special team guys I know a lot of them also do some offensive stuff but getting everybody on this team intermixed uh and 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 vibing because that's the locker room right that's that's how you get that chemistry is making sure it's not just one section it's all of them together, working together as a team. So keep your eye out for that. I, I would love to see that for them because I think that would be big in this in this step towards creating a really good locker room and some really good team chemistry. So you think that the team's going to be going down to Disney World for a group trip? You know, you could hope. Disney World is <laughs> it's a good spot. A lot, a lot of room for, for all the remaining guys that are there. Yeah, for sure. And, and Cameron, I also I wanted to get your thoughts on this too in, in college football as well, because I had seen, uh, you know, the report of, you know, Ryan Day apparently telling Columbus business owners that, you know, Ohio State would need uh, $13 million in NIL money, uh, at least when it comes to that. How do you think that this might affect, you know, college sports in general when it comes to that? Because I think that it's really interesting, you know, especially for, for those top teams that we always talk about are, you know, the recruiting powerhouses. Uh, that you know could end up, you know, having to worry about fighting over some fighting over some uh, NIL money to try to keep some of these players coming into the program. You know, I think it maybe creates a little, could create a little more balance. It could throw it off. I mean, it all depends on you know what a school or what a what a what a place is going to be willing to pay some of these athletes. I think, I think it creates uh, a unique a unique sense of like creating, finding balance right between them because yeah, I mean these top schools, you're, you're trying to recruit and you're a, you're a big name school and that's great. But if you're not giving the same kind of offer to your players for their <laughs> name, image and likeness, then, you know, maybe they go somewhere else. Yeah. Because 
at the end of the day, that's, that's, a, that's an important part, and it's a part that has been long needed uh, in, in college sports because, you know, a lot of, a lot of the players don't have a, a background in which, you know, they have a fail-safe or a safety net, and you don't know what happens. Sports are it's, – it's a tough world. You, you know, one injury can end your entire trajectory. And, and then what do you do? You've been preparing for the, the, becoming a professional athlete your whole life, and, and one, like one moment can take that all away. And then what do you have? And a lot of people don't come from a background where they can just safety net it in and keep going. Uh, you know, you, you've got to have that. So I think being able to pay these players for what they're doing is a really big thing. And I'm interested to see how the schools balance it. I think it could go either way. I think it could like turn things upside down and make it a chaotic world <laughs> of competition <laughs> to, to recruit. But I also think it could balance things out in a way that has been needed for a really long time because this is a long overdue thing. Um, so good luck to the schools. Hope they can figure it out. But <laughs> they've, had, they've had plenty of time to prepare for this because for years people have been asking uh, for this exact thing. So it's not like this is just thrust upon them and they have no idea what's going on. This is something they should have seen coming at least a little bit, right? Oh, of course, of course. And, of course, that's why we always love having Cameron Justice on, always love having her on. Sports reporter, News Channel 5. Cameron, thank you so much for joining me today. And, again, happy birthday. Thanks so much. Anytime. Always love it.